I am so, so excited about today. I have one of my favorite girls on, Jalissa Lynn. She's a Playboy Cyber Girl of the Month. She's also a singer, a dancer, and an actress. Basically just an all-around renaissance lady. And she is also a total sweetheart. She's got a deep spiritual side to her that I think a lot of people don't know about. And you're going to learn a lot more about this girl So without further ado, let's bring on Jalissa Lynn. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of your favorite podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. And today I have one of my favorite models, Miss Jalissa Lynn. How are you, girl? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to be here because you're my favorite. (gasps) (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, Jalissa Lynn is a Playboy model, Cyber Girl of the Month. She is also a singer and an actress as Mm -hmm. well. So she's got a lot of things going on, which we're going to get into. But I want to start off um, by talking about the first time that I met you. Yeah, and my first impression of you. Okay, <laughs> so uh, when I first shot you for Playboy, I remember I walked into set. You were already there. You were mm-hmm. in on, in the makeup chair, and you had bought me a present. I did, which I thought was so incredibly sweet and amazing. But what was great was not only did you buy me a present, but you actually like did your due diligence and your research on me to mm-hmm. see what to buy me. And you mm-hmm. and you looked me up and saw that I was an equestrian. Yes, and I rode horses my whole life, mm-hmm. and I used to compete. I did, and so you went and bought me. A scarf. With I did. I, I did. I researched um, a horse store actually, and I went. It was in Burbank. They, you know, they ride horses over. I think it was called like Glen Oaks or something along mm-hmm. the lines of that. And um, I was like, I'm gonna go. And I went into the store, and it was all this different horses. And blue's my favorite color. And I mm-hmm. seen the scarf, so I was like, Oh, hopefully she'll love this. And she has light eyes, so she likes horses. I want to win her over. <laughs> oh my god! It, I know. I was so surprised because that doesn't normally happen to me. People do Aww. not bring me gifts. I'm lucky if a girl shows up to set sometimes. It's my mom. It's my mom. She instilled it in me. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's great. Yeah. Well, I was, I Thank was definitely. You. you immediately won me over, and Thank you continue you. to win me over with your infectious smile Thank and you. your bubbly personality, and just everybody loves you. Um, and Thank you know, you. you're a beautiful girl, and you're a great model. But I, I wanted to have you on this podcast because I want people to see like you know, what you were like beyond all of those things. Because I think you have such a warm um, personality and you're such a genuine person. And um, I just, I don't know, I wanted people to get to know you. Thank you. I felt so special because I watch your podcasts and they're so intriguing. And I actually watch them and I'm like, oh my God, like I can't wait one day maybe. And then you asked me. So I was like, oh my God, it's happening. I know. (laughs) I was really excited, like genuinely excited. Oh, good. And I feel bad too because we talked about like getting together and getting lunch and catching up. I'm so fucking busy. I know, it's okay. Then I was like, okay, well, I'll have her on my podcast so we can catch up, even though it's actually technically work, but like it's a it's and kind of just like a happy to medium. Me. You just course. wanted an excuse to see me. I did want an excuse <laughs> to see you. And I just remembered that your fucking clothes are still at my house. I forgot to bring those for you. It's okay. It gives me a reason to come over. Yeah. Mm. You better stop leaving your clothes on my bedroom floor. <laughs> Sorry. Where else was I supposed to put them? <laughs> you actually left. It was the clothes from when we did our last workshop. Yes. And that was so funny. So I did my first private one-on-one oh, workshop. Funny. Yeah, and it was um and my my student <laughs> you totally surprised my student. It was so funny. So, I thought it was a guy, mm-hmm, right? Cuz mm-hmm. the name was kind of ambiguous. Uh-huh. And so the, this girl walks in and so I was really surprised cuz I don't get a lot of female students. I do right. get some. I usually when I do my group workshops, I get, least, get like one or two. Oh, yeah, one I remember or two. there was one last time. There's the, always mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but it's mostly guys, which is fine. And so this girl walked in and I was so surprised. I was like, oh my God, you're a girl. Hey, how are you? And Jalissa and I had just finished <laughs> shooting a set. And so she was still naked. She hadn't put clothes on. And she just runs over to this girl <laughs> and just gives her this huge hug, butt <laughs> naked. And the girl's face was just like, oh, oh my, my God. God. So I funny. mean, she didn't know how to react. It was hilarious. I was like, welcome to America. I know, right? Because she was from England. Yeah. Um, but I think like she, so I didn't realize actually because I assumed that she knew who I was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that maybe she was a fan of my work and that's why she signed up for the workshop. But she had no fucking clue right. who I she was. She had just researched like top workshops in LA and she you came Googled, up, of course. She just Googled like photography workshops mm-hmm. in LA. 
LA and I came up and so she booked so she booked it. Right. So I don't think honestly, and I'm quite positive that you were the first girl she ever shot nude. nude. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of part of me feels like she's never really been around naked people. Yeah. <laughs> and so the fact that you just run up to her and all and your I was naked so free glory and open <laughs> and just give her this huge hug when she just walked in the door. It was oh my so gosh, funny. that was comical. I remember. We were like, we were so excited. We were like, a oh, girl? Oh my God. I know. Like foreign territory. I know. <laughs> like, a guy wouldn't have gotten that naked yeah, hug. No, no, he would have got a handshake yeah. <laughs> and a titty bounce maybe. <laughs> well, well, that's still a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is, right? <laughs> maybe the the bounce would be during the shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't give him, give him the bounce yeah, right off yeah, the bat. Right, I always right, expect right. too much. Mm-hmm. True, you can't give away. You got to give it in doses. In doses. Ladies, doses. Yeah. Titty bounce comes later. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, <laughs> Jalissa... Tell me a little bit about yourself, about your... First of all, let's talk about your ethnicity because you are part Puerto Rican, correct? Mm -hmm. My mother is, and I'm also um, French and Italian too. But I I feel like I... um, Throughout my life, I've I've more or less um, been in that ethnic background. Mm -hmm. You know, I never really grew up um, in school. I was kind of like outcasted and, you know, I wasn't really like that popular girl until I got older and you know, started being cheerleader and, you know, the things that give you credentials in school, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I was always outcasted. I felt like a minority, you Mm -hmm. know? So I always um, identified with that side rather than, you know, my mom was like, check the Spanish. You get more benefits. (laughs) I'm like, I don't think it works that way now. Trump's president. I remember over my, here checking the white. <laughs> I remember my dad brought that up once. My dad's actually South African, so I'm technically like yeah, part African. And so I remember I was signing up college applications. He's like, "Why don't you check African American?" I'm like, "That's a horrible thing to do. That is like so legitimately wrong. Right. Like, come on, I am the whitest person you'll ever meet. I have all the white privilege that goes with that. I'm not gonna try to like right, step right. in on like you know some so minorities like yeah. privileges." Not yeah. privileges, I shouldn't say, but you know, affirmative action right, right. help them get along because mm-hmm. we've not treated um, African Americans very well in this country right, for right. a very long time, mm-hmm. and it's a real. And I feel like shame. it's something that we're still facing, you know. Oh God! And I've had almost America's an identity so crisis like my whole life, honestly. Mm-hmm. And and I've been thinking about this more lately because, like, I you know I didn't necessarily fit in with like the white popular kids, mm-hmm. and then you know I you know I kind of acted soulful, and you know I'm urbanized in a sense, but then I didn't really fit in with them. So it's like I never really knew where I fit, you yeah. know. So I kind of just. Just me, Jalissa. Yeah, because <laughs> looking at you, you look, I mean, like, it would be hard to place your ethnicity. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. People are like, because sometimes, you know, when my hair is naturally curly, like, mm-hmm. people would always think that I was, like, mixed, you know, like Mariah Carey. She's mm-hmm. she's half black, half white. And, yeah. you know, people would be like, are you? And I'm like, no, I'm just Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And you have the booty to show for that. Yes, exactly. And the lips, that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I remember when I, when I shot you and you first got naked, me and the makeup artist the whole time were like, what the fuck is up? with that body <laughs> both of us were just like no those curves are completely unreal oh like God. that is insane I was so happy because I was like am I too thick for Playboy like I auditioned three times before I finally got in and mm-hmm. I was like maybe I'm too thick maybe you know and I feel like the first two times I didn't really grow into my sex appeal yet yeah. so maybe they just weren't ready for me yeah. and, it, and I feel like it happened when it was supposed to because maybe if I would have got it earlier I wouldn't have been you know selected to work with you so I'm glad that you know, everything happens and everything in happens, its own yes, time exactly. for its own reasons exactly and this was a big year for me to be in Playboy so yeah oh, crazy rest yeah. in peace you you know, I um, I really what I loved about about you was not only like your body, but how you embraced it. You know, and I think you talked about when we did that interview. You know about how you you had stretch marks and you embraced mm-hmm, your stretch marks mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. loved your stretch marks because they were a part of you and right. like your thick thighs and all of that. And I mean, I think that you you are very physically appealing anyways. Thank you. But adding all that confidence and that that self-love into the mix, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. makes you so much more attractive. Oh, thank you. And I really feel like it's, you know, for me, I kind of took away from that as it was very much an inspiration because as a woman, you know, I'm totally self-critical right, and I right. look in the mirror and I see all these things wrong with me. And, you know, I've always had thick legs. Yeah. And I remember in high school how much I hated that and how I just wanted long, skinny legs, like, mm-hmm, more than anything. Mm-hmm. But then seeing you embrace embrace that, Aww. and it's hot. Like, I yeah, see it on you, and I, I think it you. looks great. And now, like, I love girls with thick thighs. Yeah, I see right? that, and it's I'm like, sexy. that looks so mm-hmm. good. And, and girls are, I, I feel like girls are, culturally, we're embracing that a yeah, lot I more Yeah, I agree, now. 100%. I agree, too. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with, 
you know, the, the time changes and how like accepting, you know, we mm-hmm. are of even, even, even like the, the nudity or, or implied nudity compared to it was 10 years ago. I feel like it's so much more accepted now that yeah. people are, you know, like with the stretch marks or with the imperfections, like people are, are putting that out there and actually like glorifying that. So yeah. that, so I think that the, the I plastic was just listening to Kendrick Lamar it, this morning, yeah. you know, I am so sick and tired of yeah, the, the Photoshop. Photoshop. Show, show me something. something real. Yeah. Like, <laughs> some ass with some stretch Yeah, something marks. like that. We got it. <laughs> Something like that. I can't rap. <laughs> you know, you so got it. Like, you got it. No, you got it. It was a good melody. Um, but exactly, that's exactly what I was saying. I feel like all the plastic stuff is kind of going out mm-hmm. of, of the realm. And the, the more like natural, it's okay to have stretch marks. It's okay to have wrinkles when you smile and smile yeah. lines, you know? Like, so I, I didn't even know anything about that until I moved to LA. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I feel like I've been embracing my wrinkles lately because, you know, I, I just turned 39 um, a month ago. And you look amazing. Or almost two months ago. Thank you. But um, I, I don't know. Sometimes I look at myself in the mirror and I see like my little like wrinkles that are uh-huh, coming uh-huh. out of my eyes, and I kind of like I like them. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, right and now. it builds character. Well, right that now. too. And, and in five like, years, yeah. I might, I might. Right, right, right. So yeah, just rub a little cream or yeah. something. You yeah. know, <laughs> you'll be good. Dogs. <laughs> I mean, not to say that I haven't had any of that stuff. I'm not, I don't want to be that natural. But you know, like there's right. something about aging gracefully. Mm-hmm. No, but, I agree, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, okay, so. You grew up kind of feeling like an outcast. Did you mm-hmm. grow up here in California? I grew up in um, Rochester, New York, but I went to 16 different schools like throughout oh my, my life. Oh, my God, yeah. girl, why? My mom was so young. She had my sister when she was 14 and me when she was 16. Wait my, a minute. My Aren't brother the when same she was age 19. My mom's 45. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So, so she's 45. She's oh, a couple right, years older. Oh, great, because I forgot you were a little bit older, yeah. too. I forget, because you mm-hmm. look so young. Oh, I keep good. forgetting. I'll take that. <laughs> you just turned 30, right? Um, I'll, 20, I'll be 30 in a couple months, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So crazy, it, I, you know. Like I was telling you earlier, your thirties are your best years. I know, I'm an, I'm and I'm excited. You, I'm excited, years. and you know what? I just I went out, you know, last weekend, and mm-hmm. I took a picture. A couple of my girlfriends are like ten years younger than me, you know, mm-hmm. but they have that older soul. And I took a picture with them, and I'm like, I look like I'm 19 still. Yeah, <laughs> like when you go, I'm like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so no, funny. you absolutely don't Thank look you. look your age, quote unquote. But then also too, I feel like. I never really know how old people like right. looking your age. I feel like doesn't really apply anymore because people are so much more healthy these days now. Yeah. So like people can either look really really young for their age, mm-hmm, quote unquote, because mm-hmm. they've followed a really healthy lifestyle, or sometimes it's just genetics. Right. Right. And then some people like are just so beat looking by the time they're my age or younger, where they look like. 20 years older than me. Right, no, it's crazy. I meet girls that they're like, yeah, I'm 21 and I'm like, oh my God, but you look like you're five years older than me and I'm just like, oh, I'm thankful of my genes. Like my mom and yeah. dad both look really young, you know? Yeah. But so, um, so growing up, we moved a lot having a young mom and um, I think that actually adapted me and set me up for moving to Los Angeles when I did because I moved here in 2009 with $500 in my car packed and was like, I'm going to make it and here I am going into my ninth year. Like I can't mm-hmm. even believe it that I've been here this long and yeah. you know, been able to stay because when I moved here, everybody's like, Hollywood's going to chew you up and spit you out. And I'm like, I didn't know what that meant until yeah. you're here and you see, you know, how, how crazy this industry is. And it's it's very discouraging and it can be, you know, very um, spirit breaking. So I, I've remained humble because I go home a lot and I feel like I haven't allowed my circle to get big or be tainted because I'm very, you know, my mom's like, stay in your bubble. Boy, I stayed in my bubble. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you got to poke through it with like a butcher knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't need like a whole bunch. That's one thing that I learned, especially going into my 30s, um, you know, I used to have a lot of friends, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's so much more important to just have a smaller group of people that you can really rely on because mm-hmm. otherwise you just spread yourself too thin. And especially as you get older and you have less time, right. you really, I've really found that I've allowed myself to actually let go of friendships that just weren't serving me. Right. And there were friendships that I was holding on to just because I knew them from high school, you know, right. or we'd been friends for so long, but then I saw that, you know, we just grew apart. Like mm-hmm. there was one friend in particular we just grew apart we have like nothing in common like nothing and every time I would see her it would be like a struggle to try to have a conversation right because there was just nothing right there anymore mm-hmm. and really what was just linking us when we were younger is that we used to party a lot together right right you know and now I'm sober and she's you know like um in school and she's no longer I mean she's not sober but you know she's like like she's doing grew, her own she path, path right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And so she's not you know, doing we're not doing acid yeah. every weekend anymore like we used to. <laughs> Turn up, <laughs> and um, and I just kind of realized I was like, I just there's nothing here anymore, right. and I'm not going to waste any more of my time mm-hmm, trying mm-hmm. to like keep this friendship alive when 
your time becomes more valuable. Yeah, and I, I think she probably felt the same way. And we're still totally friendly yeah. and stuff. And every once in a while, we'll chat. But like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like go out of my way to, to try out. to like make that happen just because I feel obligated. to. Right. No. Yeah. I think that being in LA, it's like. Everybody's out for themselves. So it's like you have to keep your circle really mm-hmm. small. And I feel like having a lot of friends in the same industry, you know, becomes hard too because people get egotistic and competitive. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's crazy. So I just, I keep my circle very small. And the people that I do have around me are beautiful and supportive and, yeah. you know, loving. And I'm grateful for them. So yeah, they have to be, especially being so far away from life. home, you know? Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have very few friends in the industry. And most of my friends are, Yoga teachers and right. you know run stores mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. work in law mm-hmm. or you know like just have absolutely nothing to do right. with the adult industry and um, I do have some friends in it but very few but mm-hmm. also too I think it's important to kind of keep your work life and your personal life separate Definitely, right you know and so mm-hmm. you just don't become all consumed by your career and it right. becomes everything and you can't escape it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah Hollywood will do that yeah so speaking <laughs> of careers yes. So tell me about this year because it has been a big year for you. So tell me about all yes, of the things that have been going on. It's been a really exciting year. So finally I was selected for Playboy and then selected for Cyber Girl of the Month for June, which was my birthday, um, I, the year I turned 29. So crazy. Um, and so that was a really, really big deal for me because um, I've always had like this weird infatuation with the bunny like before mm-hmm. I really even knew like what it was. And I remember being in like seventh grade and I found... Um, my friend's dad's Playboy magazines. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, these women are so beautiful. I was like, one day, like, that's going to be me. Like, I don't know why, but I, I've always been such a free spirit. And I, I just looked at these naked, beautiful women and I was like, wow, like, I just want to look like that one day, you know? And so then I became having this infatuation with the bunny. And I came here in um, 2008 to do a photo shoot for another magazine before I ever lived in Los Angeles. And I actually ended up at the Playboy mansion being in LA for three days, like, never had been here in my life. Like, I ended up getting invited to a dinner. Mm-hmm. And got to eat dinner with like Kendra, Holly, and Bridget. It was back when like he was dating the girls yeah. next door. And um, I was 19 years old at the time. And so I literally left from the mansion to the airport and got on the airport. So I'm on my way back to New York. Like, did I just leave the Playboy Mansion? Like, yeah. people live there their whole lives and don't even know where it is. Like, I was there three days and like ended up there. Like, is this really, like, imagine if I lived there a few months, you know, and I started having all these thoughts and I'm like, I auditioned in Ohio my first time, you know, and I didn't get selected. I came here, I auditioned like my first year here. And then I took a big gap and I was like, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be in Playboy. Like, you know, maybe it's not meant to be. And I was like, well, I, I want to, you know, I want to be in Playboy before the legacy changes, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I went and auditioned this this year again, and I was selected. And then they selected me for the June. So I was like, "Oh my god, dream come true!" And you know, and then I, and getting to work with you and building a relationship with you has just been so amazing. Like when people ask me, I'm just like, "My my Playboy photographer is the best." And I was talking to somebody about it, and they're like, "You work with Holly?" Like, "Oh my god, like she's such a legend." And I was like, "I know," and that's my photographer. Like, <laughs> duh. <laughs> like you know, so it was definitely um, it was definitely liberating for me to finally have that happen this year. Um, and my album came out within this same month. Um, my first album, I was working on it for the past two years. Um, I started doing music in 2013. I, I've done music my whole life, but because of like my confidence issues when I was younger, I never really pursued it. And you right. know, I started smoking and you know, I started doing the whole, everything that you being shouldn't have been doing. Right. I was being yeah. a teenager and I was concerned with boys and cheerleading and you know, I wasn't honing my craft the way that I should have been. So I feel like modeling and acting was kind of my foot in the door and enabled me to be able to create, you know, music in the way that I wanted to. And, um, it's just going to get better. Like my next album will be, you know, deeper. This one's kind of commercial and mm-hmm. fun and it has, you know, it's fun club songs and it's love songs and, you know, it's just a little piece of me, but it was like my gift to myself. And mm-hmm. so I put it out on my birthday. And um, and then my acting's taking off too. I, I got my first co-star role on NBC on an NBC Marlin show this this year. And um, hopefully that'll trickle into, you know, some more things in mm-hmm. the next few months. But um yeah, I have a lot going on with that. I have an app coming out. I have an action figure that just got made by Co-Create. They're really you should get one made, Holly. They would love you. Oh my gosh. Like So what is this action? Is it like a bobblehead so doll? It's or? no, it's like it's it's a collectible. So it's it's stand it's, you know, it's on a stand and it's uh-huh. made of um sandstone. So uh-huh. it's kinda like ceramic y, but it has like a, a texture to it, you know? Uh-huh. So if you drop it, it's gonna break. It just sits okay. in like a glass and so it's, it's literally fr- like it's me. Fragile. It has my ass and everything. Like it's you'll fragile, love it. Like my ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. You're so strong. <laughs> I'm just a good actress. I cry myself to sleep every night. It's okay. We all do. We have our moments. <laughs> Best answer. We're women. We all do. <laughs> right. 
Um, but yeah, no, I have a lot. It's been this year has been a blessing for me. Absolutely, it's been crazy. It's one thing after another. So, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of slowing down because it's the end of the year, and you're like, okay, what what's next? So. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for next year. And then you work in the cannabis industry too, mm-hmm. right? I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. How's that been? Pro 420. It's been good. I mean, things are going to change coming up here next year. But um, Were you working, like, so were you here when it became legalized? Mm-hmm. You yeah. were here. So yeah. how has that been? Because I got, because uh, I used to smoke a ton of weed. Uh-huh. A ton. <clears throat> and I got sober 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I haven't. Mm-hmm. So like it's been fascinating for me to see, to see it get everything. legalized. Because I've always been like for legalization of pot. I don't think there's anything mm-hmm. wrong with it. Right. I, just, I can't smoke it because I'm nuts. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean other people can't. Right, right. Um, but I've never like, I haven't like gone into like dispensaries. Oh, it's, like, it, it's, like, I it's see, insane. It's insane. Like the, It's the, just the commercialization of weed is just oh, so it's, it's interesting crazy. to me. It's crazy. Like when you go into a dispensary, there's literally everything from like chips to cookies to coconut oil to gummies to suckers to literally anything that you can think of like they're they're making now medical and it's crazy you know to see like how many people that it does help you know I mean yeah. I'm sure just like anything anything else you know people abuse it but at the end of the day you know yeah but you know what do. I mean people fucking abuse alcohol, everything right exactly and that's been legal forever mm-hmm. and people don't usually like crash their car and kill a family of five yeah, or go they home just and wanna, beat their wife because they're stoned. Right, they just you know? want to sit around and drink and be I chill. Mean, or, I mean, be chill. Be, <laughs> if anything's going to be more destructive, alcohol's way more no, destructive I agree. than pot. 100%. But I mean, you know, that's the thing. Like, this is human nature. People are going to abuse things that make them feel good mm-hmm. if you have a tendency to mm-hmm. do that. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, people have food addictions. Right. Should we not have food? Right. People are addicted to exercise. Should we not have mm-hmm. exercise? People are addicted to sex. Should we not have right. sex? I mean, it's just like it it's is just like what anything. It is. Moder- if you do it in moderation, then it's cool. Or if you right. do it because of a reason. But I think it's I think it's awesome that you know it, it is becoming more commercialized. Um, and then as far as it being legalized recreational here, I think that begins in January. So yes. that should be interesting to yeah, see. That will be interesting. to see that change. You know, those will I, be different stores, right? Yeah. Well, there'll be well. They'll probably have certain stores that just take patients, and and a lot of stores will start taking everybody. You know, so it'll right. it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it changes. Even you know the laws will probably change in a lot of the clubs. They'll you know allow that and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. So it'll be interesting to see you know the impact with that and on the economy. Like you know, I'm sure it's obviously going to help. Oh yeah, with so much. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, we've seen some really impressive results from yeah. the states that have legalized marijuana mm-hmm, mm-hmm. recreationally. I mean, the amount of the boost that it's given. Yeah, it's crazy. The economy has been incredible. And you'd be so surprised, like the the, the people who who actually do, you know, medicate and in. And use it for oh, for actually health reasons, 100%. you know, and and it and it could be a teacher down to you know like a, I actually give CBD oil to my dog, crazy. yeah, because she's old and she has arthritis. Yeah. My boyfriend gets it for me, mm-hmm. and I remember like back when I used to smoke, like if I had nausea, it was the only thing that would get rid yeah. of it. I mean, that will kill nausea faster than anything. No, I agree, hundred percent. So it definitely one hundred percent helps you sleep, medical, all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah eat, so yeah. <laughs> eating disorders, eat. anything. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So I'm definitely you know pro four twenty. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What a... Fuck, I just had a question about... More questions about that, and now I completely spaced on it. Um, But... It's it's just funny for me to see the commercialization of it. Cause, mm-hmm. I mean, I just remember like being in high school and trying to score weed and getting like this Mexicali <laughs> shit oh that had seeds. seeds in it, and just trying to like smoke pot. Mm-hmm. And like you remember, you would, the seeds would pop. Yeah, oh my god, and you they, couldn't get them and they, all and they, out. And they, and they smell so bad, you'd have to like knock it out. Yeah, <laughs> and it would just be like dirt weed. You remember, I grew up in New York. Yeah, so I didn't always have this luxury. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just it's so funny to think back to mm-hmm. to those days and trying to score like a dime bag. Yes. You know, and having to meet some shady dude in like some shady neighborhood just for some weed. Uh And now you walk into like these beautiful, like shiny, clean stores. Lit up. Oh my gosh. Lit up and everybody's, it's so professional. And they have Like maximum security access. Yeah, it's crazy. And they just take your card and they're like, oh. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's so <laughs> Come interesting. on in. Smell whatever you like. <laughs> it's so interesting. It's about time. I remember actually my boyfriend in high school doing a paper, like I think like his senior paper, about why weed should be legalized. That's so. And funny. he was like, "It's going to happen one day. It's yeah. going to happen. Like just you watch, like ten years." And I was uh-huh. like, "Yeah, whatever." And it's well, how about happening. the day that they legalized it? Remember what they did to the Hollywood sign? Yes, they Holly changed weed. it to Hollyweed. So good, <laughs> and it's right above my house. So of yeah. course, I was like, "Oh my god, so cool!" That was hilarious. 
So cool. So what, um, tell me about your music. Um, so you said that this this last stuff that you put out is kind of more commercial, more poppy. Yeah, it's a little commercial. It's pop, I call it R&B pop rhythmic. So it mm-hmm. has, you know, the club songs on there. It has the dance songs, the summer songs, but then it also has a few love songs on there too, just mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, show you a deeper part or a deeper yeah. side of me. But I did keep it more commercial this time. So I feel like my next one will just be more touching and, you know, from my heart and not so... Party turn up, yeah. You know, have you already I, started writing lyrics for um, it? I, well, I actually already. Oops, sorry. I already have a couple of songs mm-hmm. done. Um, Are you writing actually, a song about me? I am. <laughs> I am. It's going to be about you and me, two blondes in a bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so. No, funny. but I um I actually uh, one of the songs on it will be a um a song called Victim. It's mm-hmm. produced by Marley Waters and. We're going to um, be donating the funds to domestic violence and just to help kind of give a voice to that. So I'm really excited about that song and that project. I'm going to be setting up to do a video soon. Do you have so. personal experience with that or do you have a friend who's maybe gone through that? Um, yeah, like, I mean, I, I know people. It's been, right. you know, it's very close. It's been very close to, you know, my mother's been through it, my sister. You know, I've even oh, experienced, you know, a touch of it just because, I, you know, it was bred into me. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you, you know, almost like you outlash at somebody sometimes and then it's like a way of passion or a way of, you know, and it's like you have to really think like, okay, is this, this isn't right. Like you shouldn't, you know, nobody should do that. So it's kind yeah. of. People have a hard time um, dealing with their emotions and coping mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about what's to come with, with the development of my music. I think that it's all, all still um, in fruitation because it was something that I started so late, but mm-hmm. it is something that I'm passionate about. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, the more stuff you do in Hollywood, like the, the more the more your brand will become. So yeah. you know, I just try and do it all. And well, you have to do like five thousand things these days just to literally to stay afloat uh-huh. in this city. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because that's kind of fueled by the internet, but also the internet helps you maintain that. You know, mm-hmm. because social media now there's like. I mean, even before we went on, I'm like, okay, let's do a Snapchat, let's do an Instagram mm-hmm. story, like about you being here, and then I have a Patreon page, and yes. I got to post this on Twitter later, and Instagram, and it's like so much shit. It's but crazy. It's, it's 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 great too right. because it's enabled us to connect directly with their fans, right, independently, and not have to be signed to a label or not need that exactly. all their representation to feel like you're somebody. You yeah, know? you don't have to kiss one person's ass right. to get somewhere. You can do it on your own, but it's just also to so much work. You know, it is. It's so. Tiny. Time-consuming. I yeah. mean, like, <laughs> yeah. She knows. She'll see me. Like, it's so time-consuming. Yeah, like, I have okay, a full an hour in the morning, too. an hour at night. Like, you know. And even then, I don't even know how to even utilize my assistant when I'm supposed to because I'm so used to being independent that mm-hmm. I just like I'll be like, okay, do this. Oh wait, no, let me take it back. And I got it. Like, yeah. Just like I'm, um, Jalissa. Can you stop? Yeah. <laughs> Delegating is Thanks, hard. Chelsea. <laughs> Delegating is really hard, but it's so important. No, it's hard. And I, I finally actually just hired. You met Bailey. Yeah, right? I love I just Bailey. hired her to do all my social media because I was just like I can't you, can't. you know I would I, I just and, and of course like I have more projects that I'm taking yeah. on I'm always doing more no, and more I, love I don't it. know why I'm so nuts about that I love it I think it speaks volumes about like my own your work personal, ethic well and also too like just my personal issues I think <laughs> you like to switch it up you get bored easy it's okay that <laughs> and I think also too I'm, I'm always trying to you know, I I don't know. I think there's a big part of me that wants to be something, and I feel like I have to achieve a million things mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. show the world and myself that I'm worthwhile mm-hmm, in some mm-hmm. way. I think yeah. you know we're all no. I think we like all that. have that exactly. We yeah. all do. It was I interesting. I can relate. I was listening to a podcast. Um, I think it was a TED Talks actually about how you know the, we're so. This, our society is so focused on trying to sell you things that are going to make yeah. you happy. You know, like what's going to make you happy? Mm-hmm, this going to make you mm-hmm. happy? That's going to make you happy? And talking about how that is the most important thing in life. You know, people always say like, well, as long as they're happy or the only thing I want in life is to be happy, right. blah, blah, blah. But they actually did research and they found that what is more important to human beings is having purpose. Mm-hmm. Having a sense of purpose is the most right, important thing. Right. As opposed to actually just straight happiness. And then obviously like having a sense of purpose will, I think by default, bring you happiness. Mm-hmm. But just as as working creatures in this world, we need to feel that we're contributing in some way. Yeah, that no, we're here on the planet for a reason. Mm-hmm. No, I agree 100%. And actually... That has a lot to do with this book I read. It's called The Purpose Driven Life. It's mm-hmm. by Rick, Rick Warren, and it's a really good book. I just finished reading it a couple months ago, but um, 
it was really, really touching to to my soul. And obviously, you know, if you're not really a spiritual person, you might look at it and be like, okay, this is a little too much for me. But if you're a spiritual person and you, you know, do believe in having a purpose and you do believe in like, you know, the reason why we're here and, you know, if you believe in God, then, you know, it's a really good book. Um, and it helps me a lot, just like understanding just of myself and a way of thinking differently, you know, about the way I move or, you know, I, I, I always treat people with love. Like my mom's always treated me that way, but just there's little certain things that I do do sometimes that, you know, will make me be like, oh, okay, well, I could do this differently. Just, you know, just by reading something or just by having a purpose, like, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. So that's a book that I suggest that people read if, you know, you want to just get closer to to finding yourself and just your yeah. reason for being here and having that purpose. And yeah. and I think it's really important. And I agree a hundred percent that that is more, you know, having a purpose is, is more validating than even being happy, quote unquote, because that'll come along with it, you know? Right, exactly. We need something. Exactly. <laughs> Especially for all the time. No, yes. like- <laughs> so what is, because you strike me as somebody, I don't know if we've ever delved too deeply into this, but you strike me as somebody who has a strong sense of spiritual self. Yeah. So what would you say is your spirituality? Like, what do you believe in? Um, well, I believe in God and I mm-hmm. believe in the universe. So I believe, you know, spiritually, I just believe in a higher power. I believe that, um, you know, just... Going back to when you were young, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. I believe that, you know, the universe has a lot of impact and, you know, our astrology signs have a lot of impact on how, you know, we are because they were, the planets were a place when we were born and the universe does have a lot of effect. You know, we're experiencing that with with all the hurricanes and, and the catastrophes that are going on. You know, Mother Nature is upset with us at the end of the day. Like, that's the way people look at it. And, you know, mm-hmm. I believe that, like, you know, what you put out is what you get. And, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm in high faith that, like, you know, if I, if I do good in life that I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be good. And at the end of the day, like I'll be accepted. So (laughs) I think, yeah, I totally agree with you. And I've very much been, you know, on a spiritual journey myself these last few years. And I was raised an atheist. So I definitely had no spirituality in my life at all. And I was such a skeptic. And then, um, you know, and then I, I found that I was so in, incredibly unhappy, I had to start, you know, looking for my purpose and some belief in something Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, some kind of spiritual path just to make me feel anchored in this world. Yeah. And And, uh, and you can be spiritual without being religious, you know, and that's what I think a lot of people don't really like, you know, people are like, oh, okay, well, I'm not really a religious person. It's like, you don't have to be religious, just be spiritual, believe in faith, believe in, you know, something that, you know, is working with you and, you know, and and does believe in you besides you. you Yeah. And also, too, if you want to look at it in the most basic manner, if you want to throw away all those spiritual trappings, if you want to just uh, look at science and look Mm -hmm. at um, the day-to-day, you can look at someone like you who believes that if you do good, good things will come to you. And if you you say, you know, good will manifest itself to you, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So that works itself out in the way that you just put out a positive vibe, which is very palatable. Like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, I mean, that's mm-hmm. what attracts me to you. Uh, yeah. That's why I wanted to have you here and why you're one of my favorite girls to shoot um, is because you have that incredibly Thank positive you. that vibe and that attracts people to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So people want to work with you yeah. because they like having that around. It makes them feel good yes, about themselves. You. So, so just even on that level, if you yes. want to forget about the whole quantum physics right. idea and the secret and all yeah. that kind of stuff, that you just having that attitude and putting those positive vibes mm-hmm, out there mm-hmm. just makes people like you. And so they want to work with you and that affords you more opportunities Thank and that you. kind of thing. No, I agree. And you know, it's funny that you said that is because... Um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, do you get like, you know, a lot of dick pics and like derogatory stuff and like this, that, and third. Of course, occasionally I'll get the dick pics or whatever. The occasionally. Rate, you know, but. I get a lot of dick pics I and know, I'm sure that you get more than me. You know, I really don't. And you know why I think it is? And I don't get a lot of like, you notice how like a lot of girls that post, you know, more implied or like mm-hmm. nudity on their page, they get like a lot of the, oh, I want to go between your butt or I want to do mm-hmm. this or I want to, you know, really reckless, like almost like inappropriate, you know, for social media, you know, some might have to get blocked or whatever. I never get that. I never, I rarely ever get those. And I think it's because I always attach like positivity to my photos and try and make like a quote that has to do with the photo or something to uplift somebody. So I feel like people read that and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, she's, you know, a free spirit. Yeah, she likes to, you know, be naked. She's in Playboy, you know, but I feel like, you know, there is more of a woman to her rather than just being like, oh, here's me and, you know, attaching a song lyric to it and just being like, you know, extra. And so mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of protects you know, in a sense, like people my energy. Yeah, people and my energy. And you're like, fuck, she doesn't really have daddy issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Like, no, but I do, though. You wouldn't do know, me. but I do. <laughs> 
Who doesn't? I know we all got daddy issues. We all got daddy issues. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> and I made that daddy. It's another daddy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 interesting um, how that works. So so you don't really get a lot of dick pics, and you don't no get, really like, barely ever. Like honestly, like barely ever. And like the ten years that I've been doing this, like I could probably count at least like ten. Like yeah. Maybe one or a couple of years. A lot of them I might not open, though, you know? So, yeah. But the ones that I do see, I'm like, oh, thanks. Well, yeah. Oh, it looks <laughs> like, good. Good job. Like, dicks aren't really that attractive, guys. Stop sending them to my DM. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand why guys think that we just, like, want to see a random dick. <laughs> like, just that we're like, that one looks amazing. Oh, my Let gosh. me call you. And the thing is, too, is that the guys who usually send you dick pics are not, don't have, like, the best dicks. Yeah. They're not, like, particularly yeah, impressive. Yeah, beautiful. Mm-mm. So it's, just like you should just keep that shit to yeah, yourself. Yeah, just keep that in your pants. But I just <laughs> I always try to look at it in a way that I try to think about like what because a person's behavior um, towards you is usually way more representative of how they feel about themselves and where they are in their life. It doesn't really usually have anything to do with you, right? That's so crazy. So if a guy sends me a dick pic. For example, I mean, honestly, I don't really think much. I just delete it, and I don't really think much more about it. But I always try to think about, okay, why? Where's this guy in his life that he feels the need to send me a dick pic? I don't know. I get all deep about it because he's probably a sexually frustrated person. Right? He probably wasn't raised properly and mm-hmm. taught how to conduct himself around a woman, right? Or to get a woman. Exactly. Yeah. Probably was raised with a lot of sex. I mean, shame around sex, mm-hmm. um, and just doesn't kind of just yeah you kind of get in the psyche a little bit huh you You do go deep you're like hmm I wonder what this is about I do sitting at home with this cat all alone eating his (laughs) Marie calendar (laughs) I'm just like Marie calendar that's so random are they the microwavable meals Do they make? I feel yeah, they're like a pie restaurant. Yeah, but they have microwavable. <laughs> they have microwavable oh, meals. I, guess <laughs> I did a skit one time, and they used it in the skit, so it popped into my head. Yeah, I was like, That's such a random thing. Oh, it was so funny. Just played home, loving this cat eating Marie calendars, <laughs> and then he just sends a dick pic. And he's just like, I'm gonna send a dick pic. So funny. But you know, I very much have tried to because I really try to see other people with compassion and mm-hmm, understanding mm-hmm. because I feel like that's just such a better way right. to, to live in this world and will help you um, it'll help you deal with a lot of like the ugliness and the evilness that, right. that we see in this yeah. world and that just people are just we're all just creatures trying to make our world and some, make our way in this world and some people are just more broken than right. others. No, right, it's true. And one of my favorite quotes is everyone, you know, is fighting their own battles. So yeah. just be kind, you know, because exactly. you never know what somebody's going through. And exactly. and even me, I could be the happiest person in the world and I have my moments like I suffered from anxiety and depression like since I was 14, you know, it runs in mm-hmm. my family and it's been something that, you know, I've been prescribed medicine for and this is honestly one of the first times I've ever spoke about it in an interview, but because of what we're talking about, it's, you know, bringing me bringing that out and um and I've been prescribed all kinds of medicines, Ativan, Wellbutrin, you know, sleeping medicine, everything, because, you know, I, I even have sleep issues because my anxiety and because my mind oh, is yeah. constantly always That's going. That's the best but, um, time for your mind to talk to you is when you're when in you're your sleeping, bed in the right? dark. It's so crazy. Because so, no um, one else is around. There's nothing to distract you. And so your mind's right. like, I got you now, yep, bitch. Yep, yep. You sleep. You thought you was going to sleep. You're going to toss and turn a couple why, more let's times. Let's think about this. Uh-huh. Let's think about how all these things in our yep. life can go wrong. Exactly. I do it all and it's like, I don't even know what I'm thinking about. I just have anxiety but I'm sleeping and I wake up and I'm just like, fuck, I didn't get past three hours. I know I didn't. Yeah. But um, but so when I was younger, you know, I thought I had to take like these medicines because I'm like, what's wrong with me? Or why am I, you know, going through all this? And, you know, I was bullied in school and I went through, you know, a lot of stuff that'll really affect you, like growing up and um in the moving a lot and just everything. And and so, you know, I tried it and I was just like, you know what, I can't do this. I can't take pills. I can't rely on pills. And so I haven't taken one in probably over 10, 15. 15 years at wow. least. And so it's something that I, you know, deal with. And I have like little, you know, roller coasters sometimes, depending on what I'm going through in my family or even the world, you know, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of the catastrophes and everything that was going on with Hurricane Maria and, you know, trying to do um, my project and donate. Up, you know, money from my posters, and I, and just I'm, I get so affected by it because I'm such an empathetic, empathetic, yeah. like you know, big-hearted person. Big hearts break easy, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely something that that is, you know, affecting. So how do everybody. you deal with all of that then? I think um, a lot of it. I mean, I smoke weed, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and. 
I just smile a lot. I try and smile. You know, it's almost like they say, like, if you pretend to be happy or you're always happy and you smile, it's like eventually you'll just be happy. So it's like if I'm if I'm not feeling well, you know, I know how to change my thought process now. I'm yes. older. So it's like, you know, mind over matter. Mm-hmm. It's like if you if you have a feeling that hits you and it make, doesn't feel good, you, you know, you need to think of something else. You need to play music. Now I, you know, now I can write. And, you know, I have different ways to cope with it. I color. Mm-hmm. I have a coloring book that I color in and um, it helps a lot with my anxiety. You know, people mm-hmm. would never know that about me. So that's a secret. I'm letting you guys in. I color. I'm working on a picture right now of an elephant for my sister because she loves elephants and mm-hmm. she's going through a divorce right now. So I'm, it's yeah, tough. I'm sending my love for her. It's been really yeah. tough and I'm sad because, you know, like I look at that, like I was like, oh my God, my sister's just married with a, you know, child. And then you're like, mm, yeah, it's, yeah, it work out. you know, it's heartbreaking. So it is. I went through a divorce. It was you know, not a good one. No. So yeah, and I just have coping tools, you know, yeah. I, I just learned little coping tools and yoga helps sometimes when I can yes. do it because I'm so tense all the time that yes. it's like, I'm go, go, go. Just I mean, you breathing. see me, I talk a mile a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even the, breathe when I talk. <laughs> just the breathing helps so much. And, and a lot of times what I find really helps is I'll call someone um, that can kind of talk me through whatever mm-hmm. I'm dealing with. And yeah, now I what, I, what I try to do is I try to really uncover, because there's always something beneath whatever you're having an issue with. Mm-hmm. Like, what, okay, so the other day I got upset with a client because they basically like didn't want to like pay for something that they wanted me to like buy. Right. And I was just like, well, you should pay for that. And they're like, we don't want to pay for that. We want you to just spend the money and buy it. And I just, I got so riled up about it. Right. Well, yeah, and because at the end of the day, it's like, you're, I'm, I'm getting paid for this. And it's like, if anything extra, you yeah. should take care of. Yeah. And, and it's just like, if I was in their situation, if I asked my assistants or, Anybody to you know my editor or something to to upgrade or buy something like I would pay for it like right. no questions yeah, asked none. and this is like a big company they have the money right but anyway so I was like okay because I was getting really out of sorts about it like I was overreacting right and I could tell I was overreacting and I was like okay let's let's break this down because it's not just about right. that it was right. like two hundred dollars I'm like it's not about the two hundred dollars right like two hundred dollars is whatever it's the principle it's the principle but it's also too there's other things there's there's a reason why I'm Taking this so personally, right, you right. know, and I gotta like uncover it, and I gotta really, and I have like these writing exercises that I have that really mm. help me break things down and see. Send me one. What it is? It's it's complicated, but I will. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and see what it is. Is is that's bringing that up? Like, why am I reacting this way? Right. You know, and a lot of it is fear and fear of change. And I'm in a place right now where I'm in a big like shift right now. I'm changing a lot yeah. of things in my life. A lot of things business. Wise, um, which I can't talk about yet, um, but and, and it, there's a lot of fear that comes with that right. because the change is scary, yeah. and the fear of failure is scary. Mm-hmm. And I think that this brought a lot of that up, yeah. and um, you know, and I realize it's just like, and, but this is normal. It's normal to be afraid of change. Mm-hmm. Human beings are like that, but you know, change is so necessary. And I know I'm having a hard time with it. I'm so stuck in my routine. Yes, it's so hard to break out mm-hmm. of it, and it's it's terrifying. But it's it's necessary, and, and I know that I need this growing right. process to to become a better and stronger person. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. and it's really just the growing pains. And when I can look at it from that perspective, when I can see that it's really just fear that's making right. me behave this way, that helps me deal with it a lot more. Right, because right. I know if fear feelings are not facts, right? right? And fear is just this kind of it's this you know a fight or flight thing yep. that, that we are we have built into yeah. our biology. I deal with that, uh-huh. but you know we're intellectual human beings, and we can rise. Above that, mm-hmm. and we can I love that. Work our way around that. Mm-hmm. So once I started to look at it that way, and also too look at you know my client that was asking for that for that particular person that I kind of attacked in you know my response. I'm like, okay, this person has somebody else to answer to. Right. Who is somebody else to answer to? Who is somebody else right. to answer to? They work for a company that has a bottom line that has a budget. Like they're not personally attacking me. Right. It's not about me. It's right. like they don't want to give me the money because right. like I don't deserve it, or they're questioning my right. abilities or. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I made it just about me. And it's like, it's not about me. It's about, and they are just trying to run a business. Like I'm just trying to run a business. Right. Everybody's just trying to fucking survive. Right. No, that's good. That was so, that was so grown of you. Right. But I had to go <laughs> through that whole process and write that all out to mm-hmm. see, to see that. And then I was able to like, okay, calm down right. and then like, you know, and then respond because I tend to be very reactionary. Yeah, no, I am too. You know, I'll get, and that's like the bad thing about having like emails like on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get an email and I'll be like, 
and I'll get something and it'll piss me off. Yeah. And before like I have time to think about it, respond, I'll, I'll respond mm-hmm. this very terse email. And I'm like, I should have just sat on me that. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I'm impulsive. It's so okay. impulsive. <laughs> me too. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. It's wish- a woman thing. I, I guess. I'm just saying. I'm just I don't saying. know. I know. You some- know. No, it is. It is. You know. We don't think. We just whatever it comes. We just go. <laughs> it, it, it's funny though. No filter. Unfiltered. Yeah. Unfiltered. <laughs> you know. Right, you just go. Just go. <laughs> um. So how are you? Like, how's your? Uh, how's your? How's your love life? How's your dating situation? You know, my dating situation. It's single. Um, just I'm, just, you doing know, I'm just right now I'm married to my career and yeah. you know, um you know, I, I have a hard time letting go. So mm-hmm. you know, I kinda just kinda just keep in contact, you know. <laughs> keep yeah. in contact with the exes. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe try and rekindle with one of them, you know. Right. The lucky one if they get it, but who knows? <laughs> right now, Jalissa just needs to focus on Jalissa and pick up all her pieces. Do you feel like it's because it's hard? Maybe it's hard for you to really let people in. Yeah, and so when you for let a few somebody different in, reasons. Then it's like, okay, you know, you got access, and I don't really want to let. And then, so then that's kind of almost like a a safe place in a way, or this person right. knows me, and you don't want to go through. Opening yourself up, right? To and then, else. right, because when you do, and then especially in this industry, or if you date in this industry, it's mm-hmm. just it's so it's it's so hard. There's so much temptation in the city, and yeah. people really don't know what loyalty is. It's yes. it, this isn't a city where I feel like people come because they want to get married and have a baby. Mm-hmm. People come here because they want to be somebody and they want to grow their brand mm-hmm. and they want to become someone so they can hopefully take care of their family one day. Like yeah. at least that's me, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah. it's like I've tried the relationships here, and you know they've been very hard, and you know some have helped me and some have really hurt me and you yeah. know broke my spirit so it's like at the end of the day I'm just trying to find you know what what is right for me at this point yeah. so just weighing it's hard it to see it when you're in it but you know I'm sure that you know deep down mm-hmm. that all of these relationships that you go through and all of these broken hearts and mm-hmm. and all of this pain that you go through is just the path that you right. need to go down to meet to lead you to the right, right person because the thing is you're not going to appreciate something good when you have it unless you go through like the mm-hmm, bad. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the darkness makes the light so much more beautiful. No, it's so true. I love that. I love that quote, Holly. Look at you. Look, Look at me. <laughs> Get all Dr. Dr. Randall. <laughs> yes. Let me just tell you how to live your life. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, I but I can that. tell you how to live yours. Yeah, yeah, but we always give good advice that it's hard to take though. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like that, that's like a human nature. It's like yes. we always we can always help somebody else, but we can never help ourselves. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> like, I know, right? It's you know, yeah. It's crazy. It's funny because when I met my ex, um my ex, oh my god, that was terrible Freudian slip my boyfriend who is not my ex we love each other <laughs> very much get married someday. <laughs> that was really bad that I just said that I just curse my I just fucking curse myself <laughs> it's because I was I talking about it no, <laughs> no you didn't shit <laughs> take it back <laughs> anyways so when we met he was it was so we met on tinder mm-hmm. no who, way yeah, right who would have guessed like yeah. I wasn't really looking for anything serious like I had just Broken up with someone I'd been with for two years, and and before him I was married for four years. So I was just like, it was kind of funny because I was just like, you know what? I had finally concluded that I didn't need a man, and I I didn't need a, a guy in my life to make me feel complete, to make right. me feel whole. Mm-hmm. That I that I could be whole and happy by myself with my that's friends what I'm kind of working on right now. Yeah, I think exactly. That that's what a, I'm working on with that book. Once that I you told get you established about. in that place, I think that's when the right person comes along because then mm-hmm. you're ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you need to be ready for the right relationship. Mm-hmm. You know these people who always say like, "Oh, you know, you complete me," or I need, "What would I do without you?" I feel like. I don't really subscribe to that, you right. know? I feel like my boyfriend compliments my life. He right. doesn't complete it, though. My life was complete before he came right. along. And, you know, having him in my life is amazing, and I love him so much. And, and you know, I, I do want to be with him forever. And I, right. you know, I, I love that. I, but, but if he was to leave tomorrow, I would be devastated. I would be brokenhearted. But I would pick myself back up. Right, and I would, absolutely. I would survive. Absolutely. I always, me too, and I always tell myself, like, I've been through worse. Like I can get yes. through this. You know what I mean? Like yes. and it's like got to just pick up the pieces every time and yeah. you become stronger. And then and then like we were talking about earlier, it's like you know going to my 30s, it's like I'm going to know what I want and my yes. patience has become shorter 100%. and it's like you know things that I was attracted to before completely turn me off now and it's yeah. like if you can't stimulate my mind or like you know make me feel a certain way other than you know sexual then it's like 
what yeah. what is there because I'm a free spirit and person so yes. it's like at the end of the day like you know and you change so much in your 20s that's why when I see people get married like in their early 20s I'm always like because like move. you change so well I mean yeah. it lasts for some people yeah. my my one of my best friends she's been with her husband since she was 16 oh my god and she's my age yeah and no my three kids no so. same thing my, one of my best friends literally she's but she used to sneak to my house to go see her boyfriend they are engaged and just had a baby 15 years later you know yeah. they're still together like she's they'll never be with anybody else like and it's so beautiful to see and of course I'm like man I wish that could have been me but God has a purpose for me and I'm out here trying to you know inspire people and be a voice and show that you know I can come from nothing and and go through all that I went through and still be a beautiful person and still be loving or not be, you know, stuck up or snooty and, you know, mm-hmm. just show humbleness and, and spread that positivity and love that, like, you know, my mom instilled in me. And so yeah. I feel like that's my purpose. Like, you know, and, and sometimes when I'm like, I, like, I'll like go to post like a cocky quote, like, a couple of weeks ago, I posted something like, um, I didn't have a shirt on or something like that. Like if I said, if today requires a shirt, then like, you know, I'm not, you know, like I'm not welcome. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you don't have to like, like, I'm like, you don't have to like me. Not everyone has good taste. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, <clears throat> I felt so cocky saying that. And everybody was like, yeah, that's right. Tell them blah, 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 blah. And then like, I, I wanted to post like another, oh, one of the pictures from our workshop that uh-huh. Sam shot. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like mm-hmm. an implied shot. I'm completely yeah. naked, you know? I wanted to post it on my page and be like, look, guys, I'm wearing my favorite outfit. Like, are you surprised? Sorry, not sorry. Like, and I even feel weird like saying stuff like that because yeah. I feel like I'm being cocky, you know? Yes. And so it's like, I just got to continue to do what I do and not feel like I need to ever be, you know, extra. Like, yeah, but I think people girls. see that as, as, as empowering, though, yeah. you know? I mean, it's so, self love is so important. It's yeah, something no, that, I agree. You know, and I think that, struggle with. yeah, and I think that I have struggled with that. And I've oh, had yeah. a problem f- believing in myself and feeling like, you know, I am good enough. So, a lot of the things that I've accomplished this year have helped uplift me to that point where I feel like, okay, I'm getting closer to where I want to be. I'm so far from where I want to be, but A, B, and C are there, are my goals for coming here, and I've done A, B, and C. So now I have to figure out the rest of the alphabet. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm kind of just like, you know, where do I go from here, and what and what's next? And you know, I just I have that faith that whatever's supposed to happen in my life is supposed to happen, and whatever is not, you know, is is not meant for me. So yeah. just. Keep that. I yeah, because I get discouraged because the city's hard. <laughs> it is hard, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's amazing how life just takes you. If you just put one foot in front of the other and mm-hmm. you just believe in yourself and you just, you treat other people with kindness and respect and you leave yourself open mm-hmm. for opportunity, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing the things that'll come your way. Right. I mean, I never thought I was going to start a podcast. No, I love it. Who wants to listen to me talk? It's so many people. Are you kidding you know? me? And you have a sexy voice. Thank you. <laughs> You're Thank <laughs> but it's it's true. Like this podcast has done really well, which so totally awesome. surprised me. And I was like, I'll just start it, and I'll probably do a couple episodes, and no. nobody will listen or like it. And then no. like whatever, I'll move on to the next thing, you know? Because I'm always like, I just throw a million things right. At the wall of course, and see what just sticks. try. Mm-hmm. You just never know till you try. So do you do you believe in? That being said, because you you seem like you're you know somebody who loves to do a lot of things, like because a lot of people tell me like focus on one thing, just focus on one thing, and then everything else will follow. Like if you try and spread yourself too thin and do all this other stuff, then you know you'll never be successful. And I'm like, well, I don't really believe that. Like I try and be like Tinkerbell and go get you know they told her she could only be a Tinker Fairy and fix things. Like she was like, I'm gonna be a Water Fairy, a Garden Fairy. Like I'm gonna do all these things that I didn't people know told the history me. Of I do because I love Tinkerbell. <laughs> I was so like, wow, I didn't you. know she was yeah, such a complex character. She is. She really is. So, um, but yeah, so. I try and do that, but I feel like, am I doing it wrong or am I, is it, is it okay? Like, because you've been successful doing so many different things. Well, here's the thing. I think that I can't tell you what's right or wrong for you Mm -hmm. because everybody's brain is different, you know? And if you are somebody who can multitask and who gets bored easily and you like to do a lot of different Mm -hmm. things and that might be the right thing for you. Whereas some people really need to focus on one thing. thing. I mean, for me, I'll be honest, I I do think that I spread myself too thin and I do think that I try to do too much at once and I need to kind of rein myself in a little bit. And and my boyfriend tells me that all the time. He's Mm -hmm. like, just... Calm the fuck down. Yeah, he's like, because I'm like, I want to do this. 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 He's like, why don't let's just like let's do one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Do work on the podcast, get that going, whatever, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you know, and he's the calm to your storm. Oh yeah, because I go <laughs> fucking nuts, you know, and I'm just like mm-hmm. the same thing, like a million miles a minute. Yes. My brain is like, you should be, and you know, and I just. I think I have an extraordinarily high expectations for myself. So um, I think that I should be doing five million different things, mm-hmm, you know? And I think mm-hmm. social media honestly doesn't help 
because no, I go doesn't. on there and I see other people doing this and doing that. I'm like, I should be doing that. I should be doing that. I should be doing that. I should be doing right. that. But I'm literally looking at six different people yeah. who are each doing like one thing. And I'm thinking I should be doing all of those things. Yes. No. So I'm thinking I should be six different. Even those, none of those people are doing as many things as I am. Right, right, right. And I'm like, why? You know what I mean? But uh-huh. like, I do, I, my brain is like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do, do that. Everything. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, there's only one of me. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a big staff. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for me to delegate like it is for you. Right. And I don't want to work 24 mm-hmm, seven. Like mm-hmm. what? And that's been another thing that I've been struggling with. You know, do I want to spend my whole fucking life working? Right. Like, and that's all that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Is that what brings me? Happiness. Right. I mean, yes, it brings me fulfillment, and there a lot of my identity is wrapped up in my work, and so you know, succeeding at work and you know striking new deals and stuff does mm-hmm. make me happy. But I also have to sit back and enjoy life because it's short as fuck, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And um, every it's fun. It's funny. So I have like an issue with time. Uh-huh. This is like my my big thing. I'm never present and in the moment. I'm always yeah. No, me ahead. too. That's how I am. The next thing I'm which is, so bad. Which is what makes me a good producer on one yeah. hand because I'm always looking ahead and I'm prepared mm-hmm. for like everything that might happen. But like it also makes me a crazy bitch. Yeah. So um, like every summer, right? When every summer comes on, I'm like, I'm not going to work all summer. I'm going to have a very summery summer. I'm going to do all the summery things. I'm going to get rollerblades. I'm going to go to Catalina. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to like have a fucking yacht party. Uh-huh. And then all this comes. shit. And then all of a sudden it's September and I haven't done any of that and all I did was work. It happens. Every, every fucking year. year, every year, and then Christmas is like my is like my Achilles heel, right? Uh-huh, so I love uh-huh. Christmas; it's my favorite thing ever. Uh-huh. So every every Christmas season, I think I'm gonna do all the Christmas things, you know, and I'm not gonna work that oh much. My gosh. And I'm gonna do all these Christmassy things, and I get excited about the anticipation leading up to Christmas. Mm-hmm. But then by the time Christmas rolls around, Christmas Day is my least favorite day. You want to know why? Because all I do is spend Christmas Day thinking about how when that day's over, there's no more Christmas. I spend the day that I spend the whole season getting prepared for, getting ready for. And then you think about it's not going to be there tomorrow. Unhappy on that day because (laughs) it's Christmas is almost over. How fucking insane yeah, is that? That's like Sundays for me. Uh-huh. I don't like Sundays. Yeah. Because next day is Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. And all I can think about how the next day is Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I do the nuts. same thing. I always think, I overthink. Yes. Overthink. That's why I have anxiety. Yes. <laughs> so I guess, go from here to there. <laughs> yeah. So my advice to you would be I don't have any advice for you. <laughs> Just do what I do. Just do. Keep doing what, what I'm do. doing. Okay. And you know what? The world, the universe will show you mm-hmm. what is right as long That's as you're true. open to it. No, I agree. You know, good stuff. Look at us getting all. Spiritual. I know. I love it. People are thinking like, Wait I'm just going to switch up the podcast. I know. Sorry, guys. People are just like they thought we were just going to talk about titties now the whole time. Sorry, guys. You guys can see that in my Playboy spread. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to get to know me a little more. It's yeah. okay, <laughs> and that's what I wanted. I wanted people to see the real you. Yeah. So tell me about this project that you've been doing to raise money for Puerto Rico because I know that that's been very close to your heart. Yeah. So I um I linked with Fernello. He's a famous um, body painter. He was on the Skin Wars show, and he does a lot of different. Um, um, celebrities and, and showcases and stuff and um, events and he had reached out to me and he was like hey you know I know that your family's uh, you know on the island and you know I want to help some way or shape or form you know maybe if we get together and paint something and you know we came up with this cool idea to paint the back of me as the Puerto Rico flag and the front of me as the American flag and just write like you know all these words that are supposed to you know that we that we as Americans you know li- live by and you know in God we trust and you know united under one nation and all these different um words that freedom and you know um things that liberty and brave and things that would bring us together. And I, I edited it as I was holding my own hand, like almost asking for help from America for the island because I think that, you know, now it's been five weeks and no power. Like, could you imagine like five weeks with no power? Like these people have no power. Like they're using generators and hospitals and like, you know, it's like, it's really crazy. Like there's no food and water getting to some some places they still can't even get to, you know? So it's it's really sad and you know, at first I was just asking people to donate and posting links. And, you know, I was like, I want to give back to them so that they feel like, 
you know, they're they're getting something out of helping and, and not just, you know, asking for people to spend their hard-earned money, you know, to donate. I want them to, to feel like they were getting something from it. So we created these posters and I sold them for a week and I was able to, you know, contribute more to, um, to a fund. So it was, it was liberating for me. It was, it was, um, definitely something that, you know, touched my heart and was affecting me for quite a few weeks. So I'm just thankful that I was able to, to put out a project and it means something kind of like what you said. I felt like I had a purpose and my purpose was to use my platform and my voice. And even if it was my body as a canvas, because I'm a playboy model, so it goes hand in hand, you know, and I had, you know, one person be like, okay, well, you're naked and it's not for playboy. Okay. Well, it was for a purpose and it was a good (laughs) purpose. And at the end of the day, you know, it meant something to me. So I'm just glad that people, you know, when I did it, I was like, who's really going to get a poster? But people really bought posters, and it really made me feel good. And I'm just thankful that you know yeah. that they helped. And well, I mean, God gave you a a beautiful body, and you're using it for a good cause. Yes. And I think that that's awesome. Exactly. Thank you. You're Holly. using like the things that I mean. I personally, I always joke, but I'm sort of serious, but I'm not really. <laughs> That like if God gave you like a beautiful body, it's your job to show it to the yeah, world. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love it. I agree. And my, well, my mom would say that too. My mom's like, you know, because she knew that Playboy was one of my dreams. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to be in Playboy. And there's actually, I released a calendar in 2012 and we did a documentary like in a behind the scenes on the calendar and they interviewed, you know, my agent at the time and my assistant at the time, um, you know, my mom, they actually like, I, I had people in New York videotape her and send, you know, we transfer the video over here to edit it in. And they asked her in the interview, you know, one of your daughter's goals is to be in Playboy. Like, how do you feel about that? And she was like, well, I think my daughter's art. And I think that, you know, the human body's art and she's beautiful. And I think that anybody who looks at that differently, like that's their mindset. So it's like, she's so accepting and she's just taught me like, you know, your art. And as long as you, you know, keep it classy within, you don't extend. It's like, you know, you, you can be a, a piece of art for the world, you know? And, and if you look at it like that, then it's different, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, the human body is natural. And if you really believe in God and you believe, then and you, he made you in his own image. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like, then why would he make a fucking rad body if you're supposed to put it in a burlap sack. Like, I don't... You know what I mean? Although mom did say I'd look hot in a burlap sack. You would look hot in a burlap sack. She goes, you look hot in a burlap sack. She always told me that growing up. I'm like, I never knew what that meant until I got older. And then I'll tell you this joke. There's these three girls, a blonde, a redhead, and a brunette. And they're running from the cops and they run into... This is corny, I know, but I heard it when I was younger and it stuck with me. So they run into a barn, right? And the cops come in and they run into the barn and they see like these potato sacks. So they kick the one potato sack and the brown's like woof woof. And they kick the second potato pack and like the girl's like meow meow. And then they kick the third one with the blonde and she's like potato. <laughs> 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 it's good, right? It's good. Oh my <laughs> God. Boom, boom. So many bad blonde jokes. I know it's such a bad blonde joke. Know, that's funny okay. as shit. We're blondes. So we yeah, we're tell. blondes. It's okay. It's fine. So where can yeah. people go to uh, donate to your? Are you still selling posters? Or um, are, you, are they? Yeah, all no. Out? We actually um, they sold out, so it was crazy. They actually sold out, but um, you can still donate. Um, there's so many different funds. There's a Hurricane Maria um, Puerto Rico refund. Um, or a relief ref- uh, let me say that one relief more time <laughs> there's the Hurricane Maria relief fund um, and there's there's a bunch like honestly you can just google it and just see you know what one that I guess if you want to help that you can help and um Aside from that, you can keep up with me on my website, Um I'll have a new app that I'll be releasing that'll have exclusive content and um, contest and good stuff. So check out my app and make sure um, you follow me on Instagram, of course, and all my social media platforms. They're all at Jalissa Lynn, right? Yeah, everything's at Jalissa Lynn. I try and stay consistent. So if you just go to JalissaLynn.com, you can actually find all my handles to everything, my Facebook and my Twitter and and it's Jalissa J I L L yes I S A I S A J I I always say Jill is A yeah. and then Lynn there you go because people and how do you remember spell it. your name oh yeah all the time like all the time. and they butcher it too so yeah so new app coming out exclusive content contest fun stuff my website my doll you guys stay tuned for my doll my action figure yay yay I can't wait to see it you have to send me <laughs> I one. will. 
I'm excited. All right, Jalissa, thank you so much for coming Thank you on. for having me. Thank you for having me and getting all deep with me. I feel like of this course. is honestly one of those interviews that I was able to, you know, show people who I am and things that I go through. So hopefully you guys can relate and, Good. you know, know that I'm more than just a pretty face. You are so much more than a <laughs> pretty you. face. You also have a great butt. I'm just kidding. <laughs> True. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Thank you can you. follow Jalissa Lynn at, at Jalissa Lynn, like she yes. said. Download can, my album. Download her album on six, Spotify, six. right? Yeah, um, yeah, it's everywhere. Sp- um, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, everywhere. It's six six because that's my birthday, so it was my present to myself. So download my album or your favorite song. Perfect. <laughs> and you can follow me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter, and you can contribute to my Patreon page if you want to support this podcast at Holly. Sorry, actually at patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. Thank you guys so much for joining in and we will see you next week. Yes. I just adore that girl. I think we got into some pretty deep conversations there. It actually went deeper than I expected. And that's what I love about this show is that I really let it go in an organic direction. And I never know where we're going to go, what we're going to end up talking about. And I love that it always ends up being so interesting and often revealing. And I think that my guests often end up talking about more personal stuff than they expected to, but they always seem to walk away feeling really good about that. So I think that you guys are probably a little bit more in love with Jalissa Lynn than you were before this podcast, if that is even possible, because that girl is definitely incredibly lovable And I was so happy to have her here on the show. So thank you, Jalissa, for coming on. And thank you guys for listening. Mm -hmm.